0: what's going on guys and welcome to the wheel to win show with dr will i'm dr will and man i'm super excited to be doing my first podcast show to come to you in this format i've been wanting to do this for a very 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 long time just been working out my schedule working out the time To get everything together, doing a podcast is a lot different than uh, doing just a regular live. For those of you that have followed me for years, you see me on uh, Facebook Live, you see me on YouTube, but doing a show, doing a whole show is an entirely different beast. So I had to find the time to do it right, and now is the time. So welcome. This is episode number one and uh as i always tell as i always tell my clients to get to episode number 100 you have to start with number one so i'm super excited um this allows me the opportunity to talk about some subjects that i usually don't talk about on my other social media platforms usually those platforms are reserved more for motivation inspiration personal development and things like that but this this platform is going to allow me just to talk a little bit more from the heart share some more stories we're going to have some great interviews on the will to win show i'm going to open up my rolodex and call some of my amazing friends to join me on my show but These first couple of shows, I just want us to invest some time getting to know each other. For those of you who don't know me, these first couple of shows, I'm going to be just sharing some stories about myself so you can see if you vibe with me, if you want to it with me and uh as soon as you decide like you know what this guy is cool i can hang with this guy i can learn from this guy i can interact with this guy then i want you to hit the subscribe button and i want you to hit the notification button so we can hang out so today is february the 24th 2024 and i did the show today in honor of Kobe Bryant. He was one of my favorite basketball players. And you know, his number was number 24. And when I think about the will to win, I don't know too many people like Kobe Bryant that embodied that will to win, the Mamba mentality. You know, um, here in, this is my hat and sneaker room that I'm filming this from and right here, I have a a, a big sign that says the Mamba Mentality. I have a picture of Kobe right up there that I'm looking at. And so when it comes to the will to win, I don't know too many people that embody that type of spirit like Kobe Bryant. And so I wanted to launch this show today. I wanted to make sure I got it up on 224 for in honor of my guy Kobe bryant and so um as i said earlier this is just going to give me um an opportunity there's a lot of things that i want to talk about there's a lot of things that i want to share and on my other platforms that just wasn't i didn't feel that was the right space but this is the right space and so i'm going to talk about things like politics i'm going to talk about being a black man in America, but we're going to also talk about success because that's my heartbeat. I want everybody to experience the success that they want, that they desire. And so that's why we call this the will to win. If you want to win in life, this is the show for you. This is the place that we're going to come together. And I'm going to uh, uh, to share stories with you, to inspire you, but to also help you think. Because I think we're at a time now um, in our nation, in the world, where people have stopped thinking. You know, with social media, it's just so easy to take someone else's word and to take someone else's perspective. But I want you to stop and think. And even as I share things with you, I'm only going to be sharing my lived experience. I'm going to be sharing my ideas. I'm going to be sharing my opinions. But I want you to know that's all that it is. That's that's all. It's my opinion. It's my ideas. It's my lived experience. My lived experience is going to be different than yours. But I want you to not just you know, delegate your thinking to somebody else. If I say something, man, challenge what I say, go research what I say. Don't just take it from me because I'm I'm on a, a show or uh, I have doctor in front of my name. You know, when I think about how much there is to learn and how much there is to explore, I don't care how much you know. I don't care how much you know. That is just a smidget of the information that's available in this world. It's just a smidget of the information. I don't care, you know, you take the smartest person in the world and the smartest person in the world knows about this much information as it relates to how much information there is to know in the world. So I want this to be a, a, a space where we interact in and where We challenge each other in a good way, in a positive, in a positive way. And so to get us started, to get us started on this first show, um, episode number one, I just wanted for those that don't know me, for those that you just came across, I don't know how you found um, the show, but I'm so grateful that you're here. But this is your first time interacting with me. I just want to give you a little bit of backdrop about me and how we got to this point. How did we get to the will to win show? So that's what I wanna do for episode number one. Once again, I am so super excited to have this opportunity to come and have this type of dialogue with you. I've been wanting to do this for so long. So many of my friends have asked me to do a podcast like this based off the conversations that we have, because they say, Will, man, you, you're talking about some deep stuff, man, why don't you? And I would always say, you know what, that's not the platform. And they was like, well, you need to create the platform. So that's what I, that's what I want this to be. I want this to be our time uh, to dialogue. So a little bit about me. So I'm originally from um, Compton, California, and I grew up in Compton back in the eighties back in the nwa days back when they said compton was literally the worst city in america but i tell people that's not what i experienced because compton to me was just home it was just home i was raised there with my grandmother and my mom and uh my older sister and it was just where grandma's house was that's what compton meant to me it was just where grandma's house was um, I remember my block growing up. We used to have the the neighborhood watch. So on the corner, I still remember to this day on the corner, it was Miss Ada and uh, her family. They lived on the corner next door to us was Miss Knox and her family. Across the street was Miss Mr. and Mrs. Kennedy. Um, next door to them was Aunt Train and Pinky. And so it was just home to me. It was just home to me to be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't find out about the reputation that Compton had until I moved away. Until I eventually moved away, and I would tell people I was from Compton, and I would and I would look at their reaction, and their reaction was like Compton, oh my God, Compton. But was Compton dangerous? Yes. Did, did we have gangs? Yes. Did was there a shooting almost like every night? Yes. But. It's a weird type of thing because for me, that was just home. Like we literally, oh, okay, somebody's shooting. That was just, you know, you could almost censor like where the shooting was coming from. So um, if it was kind of in the distance, you probably didn't need to duck. If it sounded like it was next door, across the street, around the corner, then you would probably need to duck. But other than that, it was just normal, regular life, just normal, regular life. And so I tell people, um, Compton to me was, um, a, a, a tale of a tale of two cities, right? It was the best of times and the, the worst of times because inside of my house, you know, I was getting love, I was getting, um, uh, discipline and I was, uh, uh, learning about faith from my grandmother. So that's, you know, that's how growing up in Compton was for me. Um, I remember seeing Dr. Dre and, and uh, Eazy-E and Ice Cube rolling around the street, other individuals like Miss Master Spade, if you're from Compton, you would know who I'm talking about, King T. I would like to see these people on the regular. Like I saw Dr. Dre um, and N.W.A at the beginning stages and it was just fascinating it was fascinating for me because i don't know if you guys remember do you guys remember um there was uh, yo MTV raps and then i think another show was called rap city like yo MTV raps and rap city and i was just so enamored at seeing my city on tv so when dr dre and, and then even when snoop came around and they were doing videos i was just enamored at seeing our city on tv like that excited me. I remember uh, Miss Master Spade uh, hearing we had a station in California called K-day. It was called K-Day. And just to hear you know my city on the radio, city of compton, you know, and uh, I, would, I mean it was it was big time. like it was big time because back then, um I didn't you didn't see a you didn't see a representation of yourself on TV or in the movies or anything like that. So that was huge that was huge. So around, um, around the time I was 10 years old, I believe. Yeah, it was about around the time I was 10 years old. My family, um, we eventually moved away from Compton and we then moved to, uh, I didn't move to Pasadena. I moved to Pasadena and this was like a, a whole shock for me. This is like a whole shock for me. Once again, if you're born in Southern California, um, you know how different Pasadena to Compton is. And so here I am after growing up in Compton, I get, you know, moved to Pasadena. When you think about, you know, California back then, West Coast, Southern California, heavily into the gangs and things like that so i went from literally an all crip neighborhood to an all-blood neighborhood and so the challenges that i was faced with like all of my clothes you know were blue and so every single day literally for about the first two months that i moved there um i got sweated or almost got into a fight because i was wearing blue and so obviously they thought you know i was um, I was a, a Crip or uh, associated with the Crips. And obviously at that time, I, I wasn't. And so we're, we're, in, we're in Pasadena, California, and I, I met a good friend. His name was Quinn. And Quinn kind of showed me the ropes and, and kind of took me around in Pasadena. Uh, I used to live right across the street from a place called King's Manor. And it was right down the street from a park called Jackie Robinson, Jackie Robinson Park. So, for those of you that are familiar with, you know, Pasadena, you would know you would know these terms. And um, I ended up going to school actually uh, in Altadena at Noise, you know, at Noise Elementary. And so I was, um, I was in Pasadena, and then. Um, and I'm, I'm putting, I'm, I'm trying to shorten the story, but I was in Pasadena for a, a couple of years. And um, during this time, between the time of moving to Compton and, and Pasadena, my grandmother, unfortunately, my grandmother ended up dying. And my grandmother was like, she was the fortress of our family. She was the foundation of our family. And when my grandmother died, I, I now realize this years later, I realized this years later. Um, she was, she was the foundation. And it really sent my mother into a tailspin when my grandmother died because um, my grandmother was her anchor. My grandmother was her go-to. My grandmother was her rock. And so when my grandmother died, everything this kind of just shattered, this kind of shattered the family. And that set me and my mom at the time um, on this journey where we literally ended up moving about 14 to 16 times. We ended up moving in about 14 to 16 times, really just trying to figure out life. And I didn't understand um, until later on in life and having conversations with my mom and um understanding who she was as a mom because during that time we had a real rocky relationship because i didn't understand i wasn't an adult so i didn't understand all the complexities that were going on and it wasn't until later on in life where um i had an opportunity to just sit down and and have some conversations with my mom but i didn't have these conversations with her as my mother i just wanted to know who this lady was i wanted to know my mom as a lady, as a woman, as an individual. So I didn't talk to her from the perspective of me being her son. I just wanted to understand who she was. And in having those conversations, she shared with me some of uh, the challenges she had growing up and some of the the challenges she had throughout her life where once again, as a kid, you're not thinking about that. You don't think about your parent you know, as a person. You don't think of them like as a human who has their own dreams, goals, and you know even when i think about uh my mom and my dad's relationship you don't think about their relationship and them not being together and what that did to her emotionally and psychologically you're not thinking about that you're not thinking about you're the um you're the uh uh, uh the the residue Uh, As a child, you're the residue of a failed relationship and I'm named after my father So being named after my father like every time my mom is calling my name She's like thinking about my father, right? And you don't you don't think about these little things when you're a little kid you you just you know um, You just want your mom to be the best person the best parent and usually Uh, As a kid, that means, you know, get me stuff. I want you to get me stuff. And if you're not getting me stuff, then you're not a good parent. And so it was years later after having these conversations with my mom and understanding the woman she was and understanding the person that my grandmother was to her, I could see how this was just such a devastating event. And to top that off, about a year before my grandmother died, or two years before my grandmother died, my sister, um, my sister had gotten pregnant, and she had a baby, and my nephew Daniel, and he died by uh, at four months um, because of SIDS, and SIDS is uh, this unexplainable cause of death for infants under a year, and so once again, as a young man, as a little boy. I knew that was my nephew. I knew that was, you know, my sister's baby. But once again, I'm not connecting it like, oh, this is my mom's grandchild. Like, this is her first grandchild. Oh, this is her first child's child. And so, not even, you know, back then, we didn't talk a lot about mental health. And so we didn't go talk to anybody. And, you know, um, that day that my nephew died, I was at the house. I remember. Till this day, um, my sister screaming. Like I'll never forget that scream. My sister was screaming, and um, uh, I run. I remember running down the stairs, and I remember running into her room, and I'm seeing my I'm seeing my nephew there, uh, his lifeless body. He had he had, he, had, uh, he had turned blue, and I remember this that. Um, In school, we had just learned how to do CPR. We had just learned how to do CPR. And I remember trying to administer CPR to my nephew. And then for a couple of years after that, I felt really guilty because I thought maybe I didn't do good enough with the CPR. Maybe I didn't pay attention well enough in in class. and, And maybe that was the reason why, not realizing he had already passed away. I didn't know that at the time, but for a couple of years, um, I really um, was um, uh, uh, messed up by that. I was really messed up by that because I thought maybe I did something. I had did something wrong, and so I say all of that to bring it back to my mom. Once my grandmother died, and she's dealing with all of that. Her grandchild had just died. Um, Couple that along with that. So it was my nephew. My nephew dies. My mom had a fiance. He had got killed, and he died. And so, in a in a three to four year span, it was well. Let me okay. So within a within a three to four year span, my nephew dies, my grandmother dies, my mom's fiance dies, and then my uncle, my mom's brother, died literally one year after my grandmother died. So in a four year span of time you know once again i'm dealing with this as a little kid but also my mom was dealing so within that 4 year span my mom loses a grandchild she loses a fiance she loses her mother and she loses her brother um i'm too young to really understand the impact that is having on her psychologically the impact now she feels as though she's in this world all alone and i'm not understanding this and so um i gave my mom a bad rap for a a long time and it, it was a place of contention because i had never just looked at her and i had never taken these things into an account and so i just looked at the results of the thing and the result was we ended up as my mom was trying to figure out life we ended up moving you know 14 to 16 uh times during that time i ended up joining a gang getting in trouble trying to find Trying to find myself trying to find some sense of balance trying to find some sense of connection um because like as i said once my grandmother died that kind of you know there was no there was no christmas at grandma's house there was no thanksgiving at grandma's house that brought everybody together so during this period of time um, i was very disconnected from my family I, i really didn't see my family um that often and then around thirteen or fourteen, um, the contention between my mom and I had got so big that um, I just I was out on my own. You know, I just went out, I just went out on my own, and um, that initially looked like uh, me, you know, staying with different friends. Um, I stayed with my father for. Um, about a year or so or something like that and then I ended up getting uh my own I ended up getting my my own place that's a whole another story we'll talk about that maybe sometime on one of these these shows and so um I'm going through you know all this turbulence I'm going through all this craziness then I finally land in a city called Hawthorne California once again for those of you that are uh, in California, Southern California, you'll know these cities that I'm talking about. I eventually end up in Hawthorne, California, um, end up in Hawthorne, California. Um, this now becomes the by the time I get there, this is now my third, my third high school that I've been been to um, in the last year, year and a half. So I finally get to losinger, losinger High School. I get to losinger High School. And now, once again, I'm in a whole new neighborhood, a whole new city. Got to meet friends again. Got to, you know, learn the lay of the land here. How how they do things in Hawthorne. You know what what's going on in here. And uh, but uh, Hawthorne, living in Hawthorne and going to Luzinger um, for my last three years of high school. It gave me some sense of stability, not a whole lot. I was still getting in trouble, um, still, you know, uh, involved in gangs, and it was weird because I was involved in gangs and sports, and so I was very good at sports, but I was also influenced by uh, the streets, and so it was that little tug of war between gangs and sports, gangs and sports, gangs and sports. So that that made life kind of weird, and then to kind of speed the story up. I end up graduating, end up going to college. And we'll talk about, we, and this is why I love having this show because I, I get to explore a lot more. I get to explore a lot more. Um, I do end up going to college, uh, got a, a scholarship, football scholarship to go play football. Um, that didn't last long. And so now I'm back, back home, back on the block. Um, get in trouble get arrested end up getting arrested the grace of god is on my life because the judge that i'm in front of he tells me he says listen i'm not going to i'm not going to send you to jail just yet i'm going to send you home and i want you to figure out uh, what you're going to do with your life in two weeks i want you to come back and tell me what you're going to do with your life and uh at that time when i left that courtroom I'm like, okay, this is just a two week vacation because I don't know what I'm going to tell this judge. So I just knew in my mind, I was getting ready to go to jail. So for for me, it was about to be a two week party and I'm going to jail as fate would have it two two days before I'm to return to court, I'm walking in the Harthorn mall. And once again, for those of you that know the area, you you remember the Harthorn mall, it's not there anymore, but uh, I was walking in the Harthorn mall and this guy walks up to me and he says, hey, have you ever thought about joining the military? Have you ever thought about joining the military? And I looked at him and uh, I knew in that moment, didn't know all that I was doing, but in that moment um, I said, yeah, man, sure. Let's go. And he looked at me with this, this crazy look. Later on, he ended up telling me, he says, man, I've been in this mall for two years and I haven't put nobody in the army. You was the first person that I put in the army. And uh, and so I get ready. Um, I, I go with him. I go down to the recruiting station. I sign up to go into the army. I come home and uh i tell my mom i say hey i'm going to join the military i'm joining the army she thought i was crazy she was like what are you doing no don't don't go to the army and she got you know all these guys and uh deacons and elders from the church to come and talk to me about not going to the army but um joining the army joining the army uh, was literally one of the best decisions that i had ever done and have done in my Life and so you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop here with this part of my life. We'll pick this up on the next episode. And so I just want to give you kind of a little bit of backdrop of my beginning life and 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 where I've been in life and kind of where I started. And on episode number two, I'll pick up right where we're leaving off. I'll pick up with me joining the military and how that uh, ended up changing and transforming my life so. Once again, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Will to Win show. I want you to stick with me on this journey. If you're already resonating with me, please go ahead and hit the uh, subscription button, hit the notification button, so you can stay locked in when we drop another episode. As I said earlier, I dropped this one on Saturday. I don't think this is going to be the drop date. I um. Uh, every week. I think we're going to either do it on Wednesday or Thursday, but please hit the subscription and the notification so you won't miss a episode. All right. Once again, thank you guys so much for joining in until next time. Be blessed and I'll see you later.